Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is September 2nd. We're in a new month. We're in a new moon. I think they were talking about full moons. I really don't know anything about the stars or the moons. <laughs> but, um, Tamling Amelin, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, this is an organic process created by me for me in a way to align with my highest expression of self. The podcast I started for accountability and now I just do it to connect, to um, to keep going, I guess, right? I do like the idea that um, I'm documenting my progress too. One thing that I realize is when we get to celebrate our achievements, we rarely recall all the ins and outs in order to get there. And when we do that, when we can recall the steps that it took to get to our destinations, there's a greater, oh, I'm going to use the word pride, right? (laughs) Because we get there and we're like, yes, I did it. I was confused for 18.3 years and then it finally popped. No, I don't know. But... (laughs) So the channeling process is just an opportunity to um, model basically what I hope other people are already doing, and that is building a solid relationship with themselves. Um, If you would take a moment to think, where are the best relationships I have in my life? Maybe they're with um, family, maybe they're a significant other, maybe they're a bestie, maybe they're with your animal, right? Your pet. But wherever those best relationships are, yours with yourself should probably be even better, right? Because you don't have to really um, worry about their life direction. It's all you. So in building a relationship with yourself, I'm saying this and I know it's a little bull crap. I was going to say it's going to be easier. Nope, I'm sorry. I can't say that. It ain't true. It's hard. (laughs) This stuff is so hard. No, it's okay, though. It's just a process. Um, I'll say it's safe Uh, that way. It's much more safer than it was hard. That was difficult. Was like I'm out of it. No. But I don't feel like I'm struggling today, so maybe that's why as I'm on a upbeat, I'm like, yeah, I got this, I could do this. I've been reading and learning so much, my brain has been full, but I couldn't make sense of it, and I think that it finally was like, oh, duh. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do what I'm doing. Why am I hesitant? And it's because I lacked clarity, and I think I just got some clarity. So I get to move in production mode, um, create or lay out the ideas. So the thing is to lay out the ideas so that they're clear enough that somebody else can understand them. And then um, we can all collaborate and kind of make it happen. Um, Not saying that my ideas will be made happen. I don't I don't hold them on that level of, you know, They are the best in the world. Oh my gosh. I may have a thousand ideas, but I know that 995 of them are probably not great. (laughs) So I don't have an ownership of my ideas like 
this must happen. I am a little stubborn on some of them. Like the virtual reality thing, I can't get out of my head. I'm not, I'm not there yet. But I do understand the, um, the need to keep a mind open beyond my ideas. So I can hold them, but I know that there could be something better. I remember hearing that this or something better, this or something better, because you always left it open to something better, like what you thought would come, but you also would accept anything else that was better than that. I wonder where that came from. That had to come from like, like, I want to say like, uh, dude, what's the old dude's name? Dwayne Dwyer, Wayne Dyer. Oh, I bet it was a Wayne Dyer. I'm so funny. I can't remember his name. That was a long time ago. Mm. Anyway, so when you build a relationship with yourself first, check in. How am I doing? I'm doing all right, all right, all right today. Um, I'm going to do a lot of work. But I started, I picked up a lot more hours on my contract stuff since I'm not teaching this week. And um, I have a hard time balancing, I guess, because I got so many hours now that I'm like, okay, how am I going to fit this other stuff in? But I will. I will because this is what I care about. Um, this, the, the teenagers are, are my people of service who I'm going to be helping over anything else. But a woman's got to eat. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I got to diversify as I build um, something new. Oh, so what's up today, Emmeline? Again, I'm feeling pretty confident. I can get some work done. Um, I'm still like in my head, I'm swirling around how I want to do it. You know, I'm not like with the forms and stuff. And I do have insecurity in terms of those areas. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to make it pretty. And what about the form? But you know what? That is not my specialty. We have somebody, um, Stan can make anything look, you know, beautiful and make it technical or whatever. So I don't have to worry about that. I just got to get content. Hmm. I have a much deeper um, respect, I guess, for content creators, too. Because it does take a, a bit for me to chew out the information and then make it understandable on the other side for the intention at hand. It's not just sit down, just do it. It probably would if I would get out of my own way faster. I get in my own way a lot. Anyway... Um, what else, what else? I got my laundry done yesterday. I did some, what I call, like, 3D world, like, physical world maintenance stuff, you know? Like, cleaning, and, um, I got, went to the grocery store and had to get, like, you know, dish soap, those kind of stuff. What else? Got to see my family. Everybody's doing really well. I mean, everybody's in transition in the world, but, uh, they're doing, they're, they're, you know, strong, capable, um, individuals so and it was good to see the kids uh what else i'm kind of over my car i love my bernie beep beep but yesterday when i was driving it i was like i do not enjoy driving why do i do this i, I mean the car's paid off right so my insurance is like 50 bucks a month it makes no sense so i have this vehicle and i'm like why do i need a car I might as well Uber everywhere, but it's already paid for, so it doesn't cost me anything. The maintenance costs me nothing. The gas costs me nothing. It's like, 
it's just there sitting because I don't really use it that much anymore. Um, so I did realize I'm like, when am I going to get rid of vehicles? When autonomous vehicles come out, uh, that was a side swipe. What am I thinking about cars for? Uh, anyway. So today, what I want to focus on though, um, what I'm going to go in and ask, and I'll talk about the process in a sec, but, uh, I heard this quote and I remember it's, I think the first time I heard it from Alan Watts, I don't know who actually said it, but it is um, how our good intentions could actually harm the people we're trying to help. And I'm thinking a lot about now when I, uh, the community and how we want to lay it out. And my biggest reservation is I don't want to be like that <laughs> colonizing mentality, you know? Um, but the quote was, let me, um, you're drowning. Let me help you, says the monkey to the fish as he places him safely in the tree, right? So I don't want to do that to my teenagers. I don't want to go in there and say, oh, oh, let me help you and put you where I am. And then, um, it's detrimental to their health, right? It's not like I just want to bring my um, comfort zone to them or my understanding to them. I want to meet them where they're at. And I was thinking about ways I could do this. And um, like I already, I always liked it in clubs and in classes when they set the norms, when they set the requirements. Like, you know, like I wouldn't want adults moderating necessarily what's acceptable and what's not. But then if you're a company, ultimately you're responsible. So we would have to do that. Um, but then if the teens could moderate, you know, and basically they have guidelines and they make the decisions and they come up with the guidelines. It's like, learning their own democracy, form of democracy. But what if they go rogue? What if they're like, we're not even going to use democracy. We want authoritarianism. And let's do it. But it has to be approved by all. Oh, does it have to be approved by all? Or are we going to go by majority? There's so much to think about when you lay out spaces. Like, it's not just like, here, go. You know, especially when you have intentions. Um, yeah, and then we need that level of morality, right? Like what level of morality are we using? Uh, I'm not big, like I've always been okay with curse words and like, um, I'll use them more. I use them more when I listen to people that use them a lot. If I'm around people who don't curse, then I tend to not curse. It just, it's just the language of the moment. So, um, I know that the guys are going to be like, nope, we don't want to go down that slippery slope. I'm okay with it because I also know slang. I mean, if we take away their curse words, they're just going to invent others, right? It's just that we take away the ones that we weren't comfortable with, and then they'll create new ones. Um, but I'm sure that there's some kind of verbiage thing 
I would put down my foot on any kind of sexual content only because uh, we have teenagers and and they're developing raging (laughs) hormones and they're minors in the eyes of our society, in the eyes of, you know, um, what we believe development, uh, fully developed adults are. Teenagers aren't there quite yet. So uh, we can't have any of that. that. I think that it's our... We need to protect the safest. The space is for safety. So there will be zero sexual content in there. You know, we're trying to build minds and souls and possibilities and, and physical pleasure is part of humanity. It just doesn't need to be in that space. So we're just going to be like, all right, anything dealing with sexuality, who defines that? I don't know. Is this going to be like a, Jordan Peterson got a debate of who defines <laughs> what line of sexuality it is. It just gets to be focused on, on solving problems, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be hard stuff to figure out. I'd let the students, the kids figure it out. Uh, yeah, that didn't sound right. <laughs> we'll just say zero tolerance because I'm okay with saying zero tolerance with violence of any kind. Um, and violence of any kind is an intention to hurt another, right? And even this, I think it's funny. Why do you think it's funny? Because we're laughing at them all together. Yes, but there's one that's not laughing and then therefore that is violence, right? So I don't agree with violence. I could put zero um, tolerance to violence, uh, physical, we don't have to worry about in the digital world, but, um, emotional and, um, soul violence. No. What about, um, and then sexuality, I guess is, it'll be a no, but if somebody wants to make like twerking posters, are we going to say that's sexual? Um, like if they put socks with twerking butts on it, uh, I guess that is kind of sexual, but is it? Are they looking at the socks going, oh, that's sexy? Or are they like, I like to have socks that represent something sexy because I like sexy stuff? I don't know. Uh, let me help you. You're drowning, <laughs> said the monkey to the fish. <laughs> it's not as easy as assumed. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go in and do that. And here's what I say when I go in is um, this is a process for me to uh, get clarity, um, do my inner work, uh, express my spirituality. Uh, what else am I doing here? Build my relationship with the self. Yeah, I run off of imagination, creativity, visualization. And so I see myself as a tree. I I kind of take that analogy. I never know if it's an analogy or a metaphor. I mix those up. I wish I, I'm going to have to Google those. Like, what's the difference? Alexa, what's the difference between an analogy and a metaphor? This might answer your question. According to Wikipedia, analogy is a cognitive process of transferring information or meaning from a particular subject to another or a linguistic expression corresponding to such a process. In a narrower sense, Analogy is an inference or an argument from one particular to another particular, as opposed to deduction, induction, and abduction, in which at least one of the premises, or the conclusion, is general rather than particular in nature. According to Wikipedia, a metaphor is a figure of speech that, for rhetorical effect, 
The record refers to one thing by mentioning another. It oh. Or identify hidden similarities between two ideas. Alexa, off. All right. I think she actually confused me more than... Now I gotta really go dive, dive deeper. I don't know. Anyway, that's my brain. Like, go sidetrack. And I don't like that she uses Wikipedia, but that's all right. Okay. I wonder if I could say, Alexa, look up in Google Scholar. <laughs> I haven't tried. Wow, my brain went on a vacation. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're back. <laughs> so I am a tree. And I put my roots deep into the earth. And that represents why I exist as a human being. Amelin exists as a way to express an outward, always growing, like the plant that is always, you know, in process. Like everything on this planet, like stardust, we're always expanding, expanding. I am the crude um, teenage girl. That's my <laughs> expression in life. Always out more. What's possible? Um I'm not a preserver. I'm not a protector. I'm not, um, yeah, my whole life existence is about expressing, expressing more, not in a hedonistic way, in an exploration way, in a possibility way. So that's what I put my roots down into. Um, it just kind of gives me a reason of why I'm playing this game, puts everything in perspective. So everybody has a reason why they live. They may not have actually asked or considered it, but remember that we have uh, full power over how long our lives are. Um, wait, that didn't sound right. We can end our lives anytime we feel we don't want to play the game anyway. Uh, so I believe it's very important for us to know why we're playing so that we keep going. Uh, yeah, I think in our society, we take that people that take that, you know, decision to leave are doing it based on the moment and not based on, you know, an overarching understanding of why they live their life. Boy, that sounded like complete crap coming out of my mouth. That might be complete crap. Just ignore it. I have no idea. It didn't sound right. It sounded like mumbo jumbo stuff to make sense of something I don't understand. Um, anyway, so I put in the roots down into the ground of why I live as a human. I have tools that I use versus unconditional love. Unconditional love is so very important in the experience of humanity because unconditional love is that compassion. It's the empathy. It's the, um, patience. It's the acceptance. It's the non-judgmentalness. It's the way that we would wish everybody would treat us. <laughs> it's the way that we should treat ourselves and everybody else right? It's with that, uh, the heart felt. So that's a skill, by the way, it is developed. It's not always natural. We think, oh, all kids are loving and until you're hurt, right? And as adults, we have hurts, we have pains, we have protections that we've placed and we need to get back to that unconditional love. Um, we need to look at me just saying what humanity needs to do. I, I, I. Uh, the other thing is I use faith and surrender. Faith is kind of like a, a hopefulness for the unknown. So I believe I live a guided, guided life. I believe all the blessings that I've had, have and have had, have been given to me. You know, they're like presented to me. And, um, 
and the opportunities, I can definitely tell you my life has been unfolding, not the way I expected, but in a way that I desire, meaning um, even in the hard times, when I look back, I can see, well, that got me here and that got me here. So I, I guess I can see the unfolding as logical as well as a blessing. Huh? Does that make sense? So then I can look forward and have faith that it will continue on those terms. So faith is my willingness to um, have hope in the unknown. And then surrender is letting go into that. That's the hard part. Surrender is like, okay, I don't know, but I can walk through it anyway. Or like I always say, faith takes you to the edge of the cliff and then um, surrender is when you jump. So I use those two. And you can use your religious or spiritual backgrounds. There's a lot of narratives in religion and spirituality that encompasses all of this. A grounding into why you exist as a human. A, um, a Some kind of heart compassion, right? The emotional aspect, the unconditional love. Um, it, and also the future prospects and your... Is the world a loving world or a evil world kind of ability to surrender into it? Um, what else? Then I have uh, my space of creation. It's like right between my eyebrows. It's where I look. I just look and I ask questions and I get all kinds of pictures there. Call it my imagination. I, had, I have a really vivid imagination that I cultivate. So that's how I get my messages. The things that allow me to get my messages that way is I get out of trying to be right. Sometimes I use words to make me feel good, right? So um, if I can see them lay out all pretty in my mind, I'm like, yep, look how smart I am. I did that. I made those connections. Ah, yeah, I don't need that to happen when I'm trying to get my highest expression of self. I just need, you know, the results. But I don't need to be the one, the one bearing the results, creating the results. Actually, it's better if I don't. So how do I explain that? There's a pass through that's happening is I get out of my own way. Rather than trying to seek, I try to receive. And rather than trying to interpret, I try to narrate, if that makes sense. Um, and the reason why is because I am limited in what I can produce. But if I get out of my way and allow the flow through, there's a lot more. <laughs> Sounds so weird, <laughs> but that's true. Okay. That's, that's, that's got it. All right. I take four, seven, eight breaths because I got to be in the present moment to do this. I cannot be, um, thinking about things other than right here, right now. I need to almost silence my brain. And that's what the breathing does. I breathe in for a count of four, hold it for seven out for eight. That, that, Longer exhale is what slows my biology down and brings me. And then I remove my ego. I just have a visualization of a candle and I move it back through my body and over to the right. And that's just to remind myself, hey, I don't need my narratives of yesterday being protected here. Um, anything and everything is open to possibility. I just need to receive as it comes through. So are you ready to do this? All right, Amelyn, let's come up. Let's see what comes up. What's my intention? My intention, I'm going to stay on my community because that's what I'm really focused on working on. And today I'm, I'm setting the foundations, the guidelines, the, you know, thinking more about the, the community layout. 
So give me something in that, but also with the awareness that I don't want to be a monkey plucking these teens out of the water and putting them up in a tree because I live in a tree. Meaning generationally we're different. We're same species. So I want to stay on that human species level. Like I got to remember I'm a fish. I'm not a monkey um, or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord, how do people handle me? <laughs> I can barely do it myself. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Four, seven, eight breaths. I can't stop giggling. Here we go. <sighs> the first breath is always a little jagged. I might need four today. All right, one more. All righty then. All right, roots, unconditional love, faith, surrender, alignment, space of creation, Oops, remove my ego. Get out of there. I'll come back for you. Now let's ask. What's in our highest good to know today? What's in our highest good to know today? And I am going to hold in my head the intention of team community. Give me some guidance. What's in my highest good to know today? What's in our highest good to know today? And then I'm just going to watch. And narrate. Okay, I see a waterfall. I've been seeing waterfalls a lot in um, in my meditations. And though this waterfall represents um, that freshness, like, all right, this is weird. It gives me the feeling as if I'm checking my cat's water bowl. So, like... I don't have moving water with the water bowl. It just sits. And you know how water that sits, if it sits like a two days, three days, it gets like a kind of a, a slime. I don't even know what that slime is. But let's just assume that it's things growing, right? So it wasn't there before. And then all of a sudden, all the conditions allowed it for this like yucky stuff to grow. And it's not even a lot of yucky stuff, but it's enough yucky stuff that it doesn't make the water taste good. Right. So like with the waterfall, it's this constant flow or movement um, and it doesn't get that stagnant buildup of gunk. So, um, OK, so water flow, keep it flowing. Don't allow the little gunky stuff to build up um, because it makes the whole water taste bad. OK, I get that analogy. <laughs> I don't know if it's an analogy anymore. <laughs> All right. What else? What does that mean? Significant. I get the significance. Basically, keep the freshness flowing of what I do want, um, of what we do want. We, Emmeline, this is not yours. Um, what we want, um, keep it fresh and flowing so that it doesn't have the ability to catch and allow that putrid stuff to grow. Right. So it's not like ignore it. Put a fresh bowl every day. All right, got it. 
What else? What is my highest good to know today? All right, I'm seeing a teddy bear. One of those great big teddy bears. It's a big one. And it's filled with those little bean bags. They're like, like the bean bag circles. They're like little beans, like little styrofoam. And they have a ton. Oh, there's a hole in the, there's this huge teddy bear, right? Like the kind that they have on, on Valentine's Day on the top rack of the supermarket. And there's a hole in the bottom of this teddy bear's um, foot. And all the beads are making a mess. So they're like escaping or like they're um, coming out and they're just like all over the place. Um, like, <laughs> like if it was a supermarket floor, right? And this uh, bear had a hole in it and it's like slowly dropping these little styrofoam bowls. Uh, they're like tiny, right? So not even notice when they drop a few, maybe they're like kicked out or they're swept up. But now it's all over the entire store. There's remnants of the innards of this bear because that, that hole has allowed the innards to escape. And they're so tiny that when they get come out, they just spread all over the place. And you can find them like in the little corners and cracks of everything. All right, that I do not know what that means. What is that? What's the significance of this? The teddy bear spreading the inyards all over the world. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends on if the innards are good or bad. Okay, so I got to... Um, that which exists will either grow inside, like, you know... Um, it, and if it gets stagnant, it starts to create an environment for um, other things to grow rather than what's intended. And then um, whatever's inside, once it comes out, and I can see that as far as like the community's a space, right? But there's also lives that are happening outside of the community. They don't live in the community. Um, it's just a, a visit or a space. But whatever goes out will go out all into the all corners of the world. So it really depends on what's the innards of that bear. If the innards of that bear, you know, let's say that they have, um, I don't know, like, uh, maybe it's insect repellent and they go all over the store like that. Well, that may be a good thing, right? But let's say that it's arsenic. Well, that's a bad thing. So it's like, uh, whatever is on the inside is going to come out and fill the cracks and crannies of the world. So we got to just make sure that whatever's coming out is good. And that just means whatever's inside is good. Okay. I get it. But what's the definition of good? I don't understand the definition of good. How will we know good? All right, so I'm seeing a cloud, um, like the cumulonimbus. I wish I remembered all the names of the clouds or stratus. It's the big fluffy one, um, but not the fluffy fat one. It's like a fluffy thin one. Like it's like, that's why I want to say cumulus nimbus, not stratus, because I feel stratus should be big and the cumulus are the little, I don't know this, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel as if... Um, Okay, so I get the these clouds. What's with the clouds? Oh, they're like the Care Bear clouds. You know how like the Care Bears, they all lived in the clouds. Oh, but they were also on the ground. No, those were the Care animals. 
like the lion and all. Okay, so the Care Bears are up in the clouds and they're all moving around. I see them all with their little um, like cloud cars and their um, uh, bleh, rainbow slides. Okay. Ooh, just Grumpy. I'm going over to Grumpy. Um, grumpy Bear is Grumpy. And he's sitting here like, you know how they sit with their hand, their chin on their fist? Like, hmm, just Grumpy. Um, what's up, Grumpy Bear? What's, what, what's the significance of this? One thing is he's in isolation. He's all by himself. And everybody else is over there you know, doing their thing, whatever it is. I don't even know what they're all doing, but they seem engaged. But this uh, Grumpy Bear is over here sitting all in an isolation. So what's up, Grumpy Bear? Why are we in isolation? Um, first, that, that's his like natural state to be. It's not a state that he is. Um, so like they call him Grumpy Bear because he's always grumpy. And though we, we see the other bears, we want them to be like them. Oh, it's the minority. Okay, so we see all these happy bears, right? All these, the care bears are like, I don't know, all of them have like little symbols like luck and um, we have um, love and we have imagine, I don't know. I don't know anything about the care bears, but I can see the little tummies and they have all these symbols. Well, Grumpy Bear with this little cloud in his rain, that's like him. That's part of who he is. It's not this, you know, he's not, <laughs> sorry, I just, <laughs> I just get this kind of feeling like I have a nephew like this somewhat that he's like, everybody thinks he's grumpy, but he's not grumpy. That's a disposition, but he's just not amused by the um, cotton candy unicorn kind of level of expression. His, um, his amusement is not, uh, okay, no, I get this, I get this. So it's like, I, I'm, I think I'm more candy cane and, and unicorn, but and all that, right? But that's not for everybody. So it can, I get this, it's not a matter of creating a space where everybody will be like one thing and then there'll be some left out. It's like, how do we envelop them? So like the Smurfs and the, whoa, I'm, I'm like really pulling up some like Saturday morning cartoons here. But <laughs> so we got the Smurfs and we got the Care Bears. And the whole point about those was that they were, even even the tur Ninja Turtles are coming in. Oh my gosh, even your kids on the block. Look, all of them represented the diversity of a group and the space to have everybody in it. Right. So everybody has an opportunity to be expressive, expressive in this group of diversity, even the one that we're all like, oh, they're like, ah, uh, how do I explain it? Like the monkey on, um, is it the monkey on, um, the Powerpuff Girls? There's one that's kind of bad, but not really bad. Just kind of, um, misunderstood. And I want to say it's a monkey, uh, but um, so all, everybody fits in somewhere. It just may not be the cotton candy story. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I don't need to hold on to cotton candy. I just want, my biggest thing is collaboration. Like, um, uh, why do I get builders? What are the builders? They're like builders and, um, they give me feeling of fraggle rock builders, like the little builders and fraggle rock. 
there's a bunch of them and they're all just like constantly just building stuff, right? That's the um, image I have of the community is that they're all builders and they're just out there, you know, hanging out, having a good time. But it is definitely building the future. That's what they're doing is building. They're not renovating by tearing down that from the past. It's all building up something from the future. Oh, and then this brings in um, Stan's um, kind of awareness he brought. And I was a, I knew it, but it was a remembrance. I can hear his voice about saying about to focus on or speak more life into it. So uh, we want to represent that which is growing. So we're, we're planting seeds. We're not pulling weeds. Like that's our intention is to plant the seeds, not to focus on the weeds and be, you know, I mean, it's necessary so that weeds do not in, um, infiltrate and take over the growth of the plants. But um, our focus is not on those. Our focus is on the build. Okay, that's that more life concept. I think that is a very important foundation is more life. Um, that billionaire PA, right? Speak life into it. Um, all right, got it. Um, what else? I'm seeing like a garden too, a very specific rose uh, of different vegetables and they're planted different. So like they are rows, like I could see like carrots and rows and I can see peppers and tomatoes. But then I see like the little pots, you know, how I like, have like in a circle and they have um, other things planted. So it's not just everything's in a row. Some things are in pots. Some things are in planters or like seedlings and they're smaller. So the diversity of the state of growth to allow for different um, formations of growth and for different communities of them to connect, right? So they're like these bed flower beds, I guess you could call them. They're all different shapes and different formations. So it's not just let's plant everything in a row. I don't know that um, it really is about the more flexibility, the more um, fluidity of it and the less structure and, and a rigidity, the better. Um, I do see it in somewhat like I, the democracy thing, maybe it's just ingrained in everything about me. Uh, let me ask. All right, let me remove my ego too. Cause I'm starting to seek, I, I'm starting to get clarity and that's almost a dangerous place to be for me because as soon as I can see a little bit of clarity, I get uh, uber confident rather than just a little bit confident and I start filling in the spaces. But again, when I fill in the spaces and I don't allow the, faces, the spaces to fill in, I've, um, I've only allowed for a limitation, a limited amount of expression rather than the full. So um, I'm just going to be aware to leave the space open and not try to just shove something in it because it is um, open. All right. Let me take a breath. All right. What's my highest good to know? Now, with the community, focused on community, focus on team community. All right, so uh, it, there's um, definitely a, a presence of volunteer. So I do feel like, um, so I feel like everybody's running into the garden. And when they run into the garden, they go to their space. Like if this was a kid's garden and we're teaching them how to garden, um, they're all running in. 
but it's not like they run in and go, where do I go? Where do I go? They know exactly where they're going. Some of them run in with their hands held with another person and they're like both going together. So they know their home as soon as they come in and not their home always, their home today. It's like they have confidence of where they go. And then when they go there, they just start doing all these different things. But it's like they have clarity on where they're going when they go in. It's not, ooh, what is this place? What do I do? But it's like that um, directness that they have. Something that about the night, because I'm seeing nightfall and when night falls, um, what happens in night? Oh, it's like a different character. Okay. So there, oh, that's cool too. So depending on the time also depends on the connection. So it's almost like there's different activities in the evening versus the day, or we're, we're starting to, um, uh, provide a pattern and then there it is known. So like, um, maybe it's all the musical, all the musical, uh, presentations are done in the evening. Meaning like if they want to rock out, they want to make music, they want to do whatever in the evening. But then I see like early morning are like the skill builder people that are like, you know, um, I don't know, getting a book recommendation or there's something, you know, that they're, Starting the day is what it is. I see a starting of a day and an ending of a day and different activities in each one. That's what it is. Okay, how do they get clarity? It's almost like a roadmap. So whenever you go into a new place, even an apartment complex, they have like, I, I'm looking at a map right now. <laughs> so they have this map laid out, right? So where the pool is, where the laundry, where the mail, where the parking, it's all laid out. So all they have to do is kind of guess. It, it almost gives me the vibes of going into an amusement park. And before you even access the, even before you have to get a ticket, you see the map of all the different spaces you could go. So I think that's necessary even before they get into the community that they can see the layout of the community. Um, all right. And then definitely they need that brochure or that um, portfolio or something of their own to bring into. It's kind of like, you know, when the kid goes to school and he has his lunchbox and his backpack, his lunchbox and his backpack is like his tools of interaction within the school and then to go home. So they do need to be able to have um, kind of a lunch pail and a backpack kind of, um, uh, I want to say, uh, transferable or maneuverable so they can bring it to the company, but they can take it out of the, I mean, to the community, but they can take it out of the community to work on it as well. So it's a here and there, or they upload into and take some down, that kind of thing, like bringing homework home, I guess, is what it feels like, but not like homework, but you know what I mean? Like you can transfer from there to home, from home to there. And then the lunchbox is really important too, because one of them seems like, you know, productivity, work, progress, uh, awareness, all that. But then the lunchbox is like the fun stuff, the candy stuff, the nutrient stuff. Like, you know, there definitely is, the, oh, this is the content. There definitely is the business side and the productivity side. But then there's this, you know, soft skills. So the hard skills and the soft skills, being able to um, have both of those.
Ooh, and then the connection. So um, the connection is two things. So first, being able to choose who you'd like to connect with. Um, I think that um, the relationships that we have in life are not an accident. So I do see that there's like this kind of energy flow that already helps people choose their own. But then there also has to be in a way to um, leave it to random. And that kind of um, maybe it's like an algorithm generated pairing that says you both are are working on this same activity you're both in the same phase and you're both I don't know in the same region of the country um, it might be a matter of that you you guys have all worked on this um, phase together and um, you guys all come in at 11 o'clock at night so you guys could be paired together so it's almost like an offering of hey before you even fully know this person we see so many similarities between you you guys might want to sync up and meet and you might be able to play um and then the, the extreme crossovers, right? So it's almost like um, one person on this side of the, um, so I'm seeing a bridge with like a water in between. And I'm seeing like two completely different um, tribes. Let's put it tribes, right? So we have, um, for some reason, they look like Legos to me, like Lego people. But so there's these Lego people over here that are um, like, you know, really high expressive and, you know, loud and just like one genre kind of way of being. And then here's this very, very opposite. And they, um, they actually trade together. So even though they seem like, whoa, what the heck would those two things have in common? They do have a commonality because they're residents on the same land and they have a bridge between them. So therefore they do exchange and trade together, but they don't necessarily like maybe one or two will always go back and forth. Those explorers that like to, you know, go between different communities and ways of being, but they kind of stick to their own groups. They just have that trade interaction. So maybe not being besties, but they're not the Hatfields and the McCoys either. They definitely trade and interact. Um, what else? For some reason, I'm seeing coinage, like, um, like at the bottom, like there's all these coins being raised and the coins are raised like because of it's almost like actions that you're taking within the community is keeping this rolling. Oh, it's for value created in the community is receiving because um, everything is based on that value. Like we don't teach that money is a thing. Money is representation. So this money is given when value is um, expressed and then um, the money can be used to invest in um, maybe resources for their business or it could be for coaching or mentoring or it could be for um, swag or um, merch or um, uh, access. Um, what else? So that it is an economy. This is an economy-based community. It's got to be economized. And um, I think that run by teens, for teens, and the economy should benefit um, the teens. All right, cool. But all of it goes towards build, building their businesses or making a positive impact. So it's whether it is a, a merch business, like a product, a service, or if it's a social movement or if it's even a personal development can be in here, like a personal increase of skills um, provides value um, as well as coaching or, or helping peer to peer others um, build expertise. Like you can give coins to other people. Um, what else? Ugh, I so see this in 3D. I can't. 
Uh, I cannot not see this in virtual reality. Okay, what else? There's got to be fun groups. There's no way this is going to be all, you know, research and, and startup plans. Oh, there are. There's like, okay, so this is like, um, gosh, it's on what's pat, what pad or whatever, where they write their stories, fan fiction. So they're all over here writing fan fictions and stuff like that together. It's just like one rolling document that the entire community's writing. Um, like their started stories, like a story, a story started about this character, this character, and, and everybody's constantly writing them. I can see them growing. Oh, and then you can actually publish them. Oh, I see that. So even though they're creating as a group, they're creating products and services as a group. And those products and services actually go out into the market. And and then they're all buying them, but they're also offering them to others. So it's like their own little teen economy here, you know, like <laughs> they got every aspect of the real world per se, but it's in their digital world and it's only run by teens. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Okay, so this is all in the digital world. How does it connect to the... Oh, so everything transfers, be it the digital. So if the coinage that you're earning by producing value in the community, it, it translates into resources to help you create value in reality. And then the same thing with connection. The connection is in the um, community, but it also can lead to connecting connection um, experiences in the real world too. So even though we're connecting in the community, we can have things across the country where we meet up for activities or, or whatnot, or, you know, even the coinage could be used for travel or something like I'm seeing it blend from the virtual, the digital to the IRL um, and back and forth. Ooh, yes. Um, and then like competitions and, um, like, you know, fashion shows or like coding, uh, code downs or whatever, like where they actually try to build a code. Cause you could build, um, something in like an hour or they have like a clock ticking and whoever can create, you know, their startup within that time or, or, you know what I mean? Little fun things that gets them all in. All right. I got this. There's so much to do here. Oh my gosh. I got to get busy. Oh, I'm out. Um, my mind just started going and it's like 8,000 times like the download, you know what I mean? The information It's like, and this, and this, and this, and this. So now I got to do is I got to sit down and actually document it. Um, I do have a fear sometimes that when I get ideas that they'll disappear if I don't grab them. Um, but I do also find that it's better, um, marinating a little bit they're not so you know half brained half developed you know one winged monsters <laughs> but they're fully developed in the gestational period of ideas um so that's what my goal is today is i gotta start writing them down drafting them um creating flows all of that all right cool beans another channeling amalyn done um Boy, they're helping me with productivity this week, too. I have to admit. All right. This is good. This is good, good, good. I got another. I think I got one more day this week. I could do another podcast. And then um, I'm teaching again. And on teaching days, I, I can't expend the mental energy this early in the morning. Um, it takes away from my energy to teach. So I don't tend to do um, my channeling Amelin on the days that I teach. Just on the midways. 
Cool beans, cool beans. Let's go. Be productive.